Hello and welcome to the Design Away. In this episode, Philip and Jorn will interview Nuka Sine, a senior product designer at Klarna. Nuka has always dreamt about working abroad and in the beginning of 2020, she finally decided to take the big step. She will tell us more about her journey moving first from the Netherlands to Stockholm and after to Berlin, all in a short period of two years. This interview was recorded in January 2022. This week we are joined by uh, Nuka, Nuka Sine. You are a uh, digital designer, a senior designer currently working at Klarna. Um, but yeah, for everybody to get to know you a little bit better, it's, uh, it's always a good question to uh, ask to introduce yourself. So what would you say if you're, for instance, at the meetup uh, when that's possible again? Oh, good. Oh, that's a very, <laughs> suddenly a very different way of um, introducing myself that I haven't had to do in a very long time. But uh, yes, I would say um, I'm Nuka. I am a senior product designer at Clarnet today, but I'm also a photographer and just overall creator, I would say. Cool. My very creator. Nice. Creator. No, yeah. Now I'm thinking about like digital content creator. I'm not that. <laughs> <laughs> and you're actually uh, one of our, or you are our first international guest because you are not based in the Netherlands like many of our other uh, guests that we had in the in the podcast, but you are currently residing in Berlin. Yes, I am. Um, I've been living here since. Well, I had great timing, March 2020, uh, and before that, I lived in Stockholm, Sweden. Exactly. And uh, can you tell a bit more about how you got there? First of all, how you uh, went to Stockholm and also how you ended up in Berlin? Definitely. Um, I ended up in Stockholm sort of by coincidence. I always wanted to go abroad. I took the chance when I had to do my internship at school. And I did an internship actually in Berlin. Um, but then as I was starting my career, I was like, yes, I want to go abroad. And I first started to apply to just a bunch of different jobs or I kept an eye on different jobs like all over Europe. And then I realized that was very hard because you with almost no filter, you just get a lot of noise. So I made a top three of uh, destinations that I wanted to go to. And it was Stockholm, Copenhagen and Berlin. And Klarna actually had a, a job ad out for both Berlin and Stockholm. And I applied to both because I thought that ups my chances. And uh, I got through the interview process and everything. I was interviewing also with some Copenhagen and Berlin places. But I got through to Klarna and at the end they asked me like, yeah, you applied to both um, locations. Like, where would you want to go? And I said, I don't care. Just put me somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they they sent me to Stockholm, which... So uh, it was like time, a coin flip then. <laughs> yes. Well, at the time, it made a lot of sense for them, at least. Like, I, I actually had no say in it. I just really said it. I didn't care. Um, but back then, the design team in Berlin was almost non-existent, whereas most of the designers and most of Klarna in general uh, back then was based in Stockholm. That's been very different now. But yeah, it made a lot of sense then. Okay, so you w would have been happy with both, but uh, then you started in Sweden, and then uh, you you also got the other side of the coin, which is which is Berlin. So nice, exactly. uh, best of both worlds, right? It worked out great. So I loved Stockholm. I really enjoyed it, 
but I, after like a year and a half or about a year, I, I also realized that it wasn't quite for me. And I always wanted to go to Berlin. And uh, for the past few months that I'd been working, I'd been traveling up and down a lot to Berlin. And I thought that also Klarna could benefit from moving more designers there because we were doing a lot of user tests in Germany. We were launching more products here. We were sort of missing some of the, the Klarna culture that I experienced in Stockholm. We were missing that in Berlin because it was a very small team still back then. Um, so I made my case to Klarna with like, hey, I can move to, or I would like to move to Berlin and I think it would benefit you. And they said yes, so they moved me to Berlin. And now I'm here. Nice. Maybe we can go back a bit more in, in history because of course you are uh, Dutch. You were born and raised in the Netherlands. Uh, and now you are a designer of the world. You travel to different locations in Europe. But um, uh, you, you got you started out with several digital agencies in, in the Netherlands. Um, and what made you ultimately decide to actually move away from an agency and go to a big, well, big corporation, but to a financial corporation? Um, I would say Klarna is big at this point. We're 6,000 people. <laughs> it's getting bigger. But, uh, by, uh, it's, it's definitely bigger. <laughs> I mean, it's not, yeah. it's not ING, but we're definitely bigger. Um, so yeah, I started at, at an agency. I started at an agency as an, as an intern, actually, and then I just kind of stuck around because I really enjoyed it. Um, at some point I changed agencies and that is what brought me to ING as uh, a, like a consultant designer kind of. And that was, I think, my first real introduction to in-house designers in such a large company. It was like, it was not the first large company that I worked for, but where I got more context of what it's like working in a large company and working in-house in a large company and really being part of like a long-term product rather than just a project that you do as an agency designer. And I, I struggled a little bit in, in agencies with the fact that projects were never really finished or like they were finished, but then you would be gone. And I don't know, it wasn't, I was struggling a little bit with, with how I like that. So I really enjoyed my time at ING and that kind of made me think like, okay, well maybe I want to move in house. And that's, how I got to Klarna, also fintech, but that's more of a coincidence. It's it's like uh, I applied to more places, but my experience at ING in the financial world did make me think like, oh yeah, it, it, it's really cool to be a designer in fintech or in financial um, context, because if you go to the consumer and you help them manage their finances, I think there's some really great uh, potential there. I'm wondering, out of the options that, that you had on, on the table, were uh, some also in the Netherlands. Um, you, you mentioned you were looking for something in the fintech world, uh, also in-house. Uh, was uh, going abroad uh, like, a, like a hard requirement for you uh, when, when switching or did it just came as an opportunity? No, that was uh, the hard requirement, I would say. That was <laughs> the thing I wanted and then I, I was just figuring out how to get that done. And I realized, well, A, I was curious about going in-house and I knew I liked finance, but um, I was also looking for a way to make moving abroad easier. Uh, and if you can do it with a company and they can move you for you, then it's way easier than trying to figure everything out yourself. 
So that's what I did. <laughs> that's a good tip for designers uh, who would like to make a move. Yes. <laughs> yes. Look for companies that offer a relocation package. It makes everything a lot easier. So all of the hard work was done basically for you by, by the company. And okay, that made, made it a lot easier. So uh, did it meet up to your expectations in the end? Or uh, what was the entire experience of moving to a completely new country like? But also, so not only living, but also working in a completely new country. Yeah, it was. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And I, I mean, I did it again. It was a different yeah. country, <laughs> but it's still a, a new country in a sense. Um it's a good challenge. I think it was the first time where I really, even though, of course, I had Klarna's support in moving and they did all the administrative stuff and I had support in like an, an on-site agent who helped me set up my bank account and get, you know, all the paperwork done. And there's a lot of it. Um, it's still a big challenge to go to a new country completely on your own. I had never been to Stockholm ever before or, well, I guess I've been to Malmö. But um, the only time that I'd been to Stockholm was my last interview day for Klarna. That was the only day. I stayed there for one night. I walked around sunny Stockholm after my interviews and I was like, yeah, I could live here. But other than that, I knew nothing. <laughs> um, I guess that's not entirely true because my sister has also lived in Stockholm before. And she always said about how much she loved it and that I would love it. So I, I had a little bit of a judgment there. But... Um, it yeah just going there alone and and especially starting my first few days because i arrived before i actually started work i was like okay how am i going to make this city my own how am i going to make friends how am i doing this uh, and it's it's scary at times grocery shopping is surprisingly difficult when you don't quite know the language and the structure of shopping and the products and yeah, like grocery shopping would exhaust me. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But did you get a lot of help with that over time? Did you easily make friends? Uh, were people uh, uh, helpful? Um, I would say within Klarna, because it's such an international company in Stockholm, uh, you have a lot of support from the expat community there. Outside of Klarna, I guess I didn't have a whole lot. I mean, I have some had some Facebook groups where expats and like you have Girl Gone International, you have a, group, a couple of women's groups, especially that I liked. Um, but I mean, starting a new job is pretty tiring in itself. So you focus a lot on just getting to know a company and your job and figuring it out. I mean, it was a role change for me. Everything was new, basically, for me. <laughs> yeah. um, so you try to stay sort of close to what you have to do anyway. Um, but luckily, I had a very, very great team to start with. So they became friends. And through the design team there, I got friends. And we did things together. We went out together. We joked about funny Swedish things. And uh, yeah, you get your community that way. Nuka, I'm wondering uh, about the work aspects. Uh, how long did it take you to figure those things out? Um, I think... Like culturally, Sweden is sort of similar to the Netherlands. It's um, at least Klarna also has like a flat hierarchy. So in that sense, culturally, I didn't have that many challenges. But there is a lot that you... Because um, I was also designing a product for Sweden and for Swedes. So that context made it challenging. And also because... Um, 
interestingly enough, how people view finances and handle their money is very different between the Netherlands and Sweden. So that took me a while to realize like, okay, yeah, I have to really kind of scrap everything that I knew about finances and privacy and all that sort of things because Swedes have a very different outlook on it and I'm designing for them right now. So that, that took a while, yeah. So you, Sweden was just the first stop on your international career. You said you, you were able to also move to Berlin, uh, but this time you stayed with within the same company. Uh, was that a different experience uh, in, in terms of the entire move? Uh, and why Berlin per se? Um, yes, it was a very different experience. Um, why Berlin? I'd always wanted to go to Berlin. It's not a, there's not a very good reason. It's just a city that fascinates me and where I feel like there's a lot of opportunity, especially when you are into arts and other creative things. Um, of course, it's been a little bit different for the past two years, but that was what initially drew me to Berlin is kind of like how interesting everyone is and how they can be themselves compared to Berlin. Stockholm feels super um the same like everything is kind of the same everyone has kind of similar standards but berlin is just such a mishmash of everything so that's what drew me to berlin oh and also i have family here so that made it easier so in a lot of ways this move was easier because i stayed within the same company i went to a place that i had gone to before i did my internship here but also i've been here before with Klarna because i was doing a lot of trips to berlin So I knew the people in the office, I knew the team working here, I knew the city, I have family here. So that made this move um, much, much easier, uh, even though Germany typically is much more difficult when it comes to paperwork. But again, I had help, so <laughs> that, that makes everything a lot easier. And are you currently designing uh, them for the German markets or is that irrelevant? Is it still international market? It's an international market. Yeah. So how like my move to Berlin started already, the chance for me to move to Berlin started because we launched the product that I was working on. It's, it was the Klarna card back then, um, was launching in Germany. So they're launching in different countries and that made me move to Berlin. I'm now working on a new product, which is actually in the Swedish market. Um, I'm the only person in our team who actually kind of has lived in Sweden. I'm not Swedish, but I kind of know how they work. So I'm also the only person who can log into our products. <laughs> Pretty um, expert. <laughs> yes. I can't actually sign up, but I can log in. Um, so yeah, I'm actually designing for Sweden and also Germany now. But it, the way that it works at Klarna is that as a product team, you own a product or an offering And if you launch that into new markets, you own that as well. So if we were to ever go to any other country, we would still do that as well. And I hopefully wouldn't have to move. So uh, it's quite interesting. Uh, it, to me, it sounds like uh, you were the new person in the team, but the person who knew the most, uh, probably. Uh, so that, that's interesting. And I'm also curious, uh, you mentioned the, the team was not there. Uh, were you the first Klarna designer in Berlin? Or uh, did you just complement the, the, the small team that was there? And in addition to that, uh, I'm curious, uh, did your... Um, 
responsibilities also change? Like, were you now set uh, in a position to to build up this team in addition to 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 what you are doing uh, hands on? Um, very good questions. So I guess the way that it, it works at Klarna is that as a designer, you're part of a product team. So my team team would be um, the engineers and the product manager that I work with on a daily basis. But then we are part of a design team that works in a similar area. So in my case, that's banking. And um, what changed when I, so when I moved to Berlin, the product team was there, although everyone was very new. I would say no one had been at Klarna for longer than like three months at the time that I joined the team. And the design team in Berlin, um, that was starting up. So my question to move to Berlin and my actual move to Berlin were a few months apart. So when I questioned or when I asked for it, there was no designer in Berlin. And then by the time that I got there, there were like two or three. And someone else moved with me as well. So our, our design team in Berlin grew really fast as we joined. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. Um, but it definitely made my responsibility change because suddenly, well, A, at that point, I'd been at Klarna for almost two years. And then you're almost a veteran at Klarna because we've been growing so fast. So suddenly you're the expert in terms of Klarna, but also in terms of Sweden and um in teams, I mean, changing teams was a very different thing. When I joined my first team at Klarna, it was a team who had built up the product from scratch and they'd been working on it for about a year or so at that point. They knew everything and they'd been there for the growth and the change that has been happening at Klarna and the Klarna app. But this new team came in and while they also had to build a product from scratch, it was a little bit different. So there were a lot more questions and suddenly things were much more challenging in terms of finding technical solutions as well and me supporting them with what I knew from the design side. And um, at some point we also, um, our product manager left and then I was the one who was a temporary product manager suddenly, which was a very new experience, <laughs> well. very scary, a lot of responsibility, but also a lot of fun. Um, but I'm very happy that we have a new product manager now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can imagine that that helps you grow professionally in your role as well. Yeah, to, absolutely. To do, do these types of things. Um, so you have experience working in uh, Amsterdam, Stockholm, Berlin. Um, maybe it's fun to just plain compare them, the three of them. Uh, which of the three would you say has the best um, design culture, design community? Mm, good question. I mean, it's hard. I've been in Berlin, of course, only during COVID times. So you don't get as much of local community because almost all the events have gone online. So they've gone international or at least national. And then you get German events instead of Berlin events. Um, I really did enjoy the design community in Amsterdam. I joined quite a lot of meetups and it was nice. Like it, It's, of course, also the place where I grew up. So I knew the most people. Um, what I noticed in Stockholm is that it, it's a very, very small world. I didn't know a lot of people, but anytime that I spoke to a Swede and we would talk about someone else, they would know them. Um, either, you know, they knew them through Hyper Island or through sort of a, a limited amount of um, education options you have there or just companies because there are some really big companies in Stockholm, but they're not that many well-known companies. I mean, it's like Spotify and 
think it's some up. I don't know. It was like a handful of them. Um, and then in Berlin, it's much more widespread, much more, um, I guess also much more international, but also many, many more startups compared to settled corporations. I think both Amsterdam and Stockholm are a little bit more corporate. I mean, we have a lot of companies that have settled into Amsterdam and to, to expand their European market. And um, yeah, Berlin is like still, it's very much startup Berlin. <laughs> okay, I'm uh, curious about uh, this comparison. Maybe we can go a little bit deeper uh, and also uh, try to compare the, the working uh, cultures. Uh, we, uh, me and Jorn are familiar with the, with the Dutch working culture. We, we know uh, when it's time for beers, when it's time for home and, and all of that. Uh, how, how is that uh, in the other destinations? I would say it's pretty similar. I mean, something that I did notice at Klarna was that um, people who grew up in Stockholm or had their friend group in Stockholm wouldn't hang out with colleagues as much. Maybe they would do one beer with you, but then they would go out and do their own thing. So forming friendships with Swedes was, was a lot harder. It's a recurring theme in any sort of expat dis community where they talk about it. I guess it, it also makes sense because they have their settled friends, friends groups and we don't speak Swedish. Um, so it, it's a hard connection to make. Um, but of course, there are always exceptions. And I, I did make some <laughs> Swedish friends, but it was a lot harder. And I think in Berlin, for example, I mean, Berlin itself is super, super international and it does have that sort of German beer culture, like even during pandemic times, you because you can go out with, you you know, you can buy a bottle of beer at the Speti and walk around, do your drink and it's easy. Whereas like the alcohol culture or the drink culture in Stockholm is extremely different. They still have the the monopoly on alcohol sales and buying a beer at a bar is like eight euros. Um, it's very different from when I was in Amsterdam where we have the, the Freimibo, the Friday midday drink. I always make tell people that we have a word for this because <laughs> I think it's really funny. Um, but yeah, it, like that was a switch and I, I missed that in Stockholm. Like we did it, but it didn't happen very often and it's really expensive and it's kind of a lot of effort. So um, I was looking forward to that in Berlin. Haven't got a lot of it, but yeah. Have you also exported the the bitter balls already? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't eat them, so that makes it easy. Oh, no. Of course. <laughs> I, I I convince everyone about slow baffles though. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. That that's an easy sell. Bitter ball yes. it's a bit harder. Yeah, yeah, especially for for people who don't know what it is and they just bite uh, into that uh, really quick without. Uh, noticing yeah. that uh, inside there's like hot lava. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And Luca, I'm also curious about uh, hierarchy uh, and and also uh, directness. Uh, for example, the Dutch are known as uh, yeah pretty flat uh, hierarchies, and also uh, yeah people speak their minds. What about uh, Berlin? Um, it's probably pretty similar. It's hard to say because I think the people that I work with and the culture at Klarna and the culture in the domain that I work in is pretty specific. And I would not say it's typically German. We don't have that many Germans and we have a, a sort of a, a core team that is very much focused on bringing us together and adding fun into our work and relationship, um, which I think is pretty special. 
but um, from a hierarchy sort of perspective, it's sort of similar. I do sometimes have to apologize for my directness um, mm-hmm. or just tell people it's like, oh yeah, I'm sorry if it's if this is too much or I have to sort of rephrase what I do. I also did that in Sweden a little bit, but I guess also because I'm not communicating in Dutch, it's a little bit easier to not be quite as direct <laughs> as you can be in Dutch. <laughs> uh, I have a little bit more words available to me in English I think <laughs> um, yeah it's not it's not been a super big uh, challenge I would say it's more once different cultures come in from and comparing it with Stockholm away. because it's it's the same company but a different country do, do you notice a difference yes um, ooh, how to describe that I think in Sweden people are still very polite. I think Germans are less worried about being polite. They're very concerned about being correct and truthful. Um, But Swedes are more about being polite, I think. So sometimes you have to kind of read between the lines or, um, yeah, I don't know, just, yeah, pay attention whether the the yes that they're saying or the the nodding they're doing is is true nodding. But, so that's it's been a little bit different but yeah it's not been a a massive challenge i think i haven't run into any sort of uh discussions or i don't know controversies (laughs) around this luckily (laughs) i think in your introduction you also introduced yourself as being a photographer uh well i've seen your work you're an amazing photographer uh, have you been able to to keep up with that as well in in the other countries and has that maybe even given you more opportunities for specific projects or portfolio stuff um thank you first of all for the compliment um i really really wanted to but in sweden i really struggle with like making that connection and finding this that sort of community of people that i wanted to work with Uh, I did get a lot of inspiration from the city itself, so that's when I sort of started going into um, street photography, kind of, or landscape, cityscape photography, and I also do have the chance to sell some of that work at a Swedish website, which is really cool. And in Berlin, I have to say that the pandemic really sucked some energy out of me, (laughs) so um, not that much time for creative projects uh, but i do have my three-year-old niece to photograph and that's always a joy so, <laughs> <laughs> so you made the the, the move from uh, stockholm to berlin in march 2020 you mentioned yes perfect march timing 2nd. indeed yeah <laughs> so right before uh, how has that impacted your the move and, and your introduction into germany so i got here and i i had a temporary apartment um, and when I got here, it was like kind of sneaking into it. We were aware of it, but, you know, we were thinking, oh, it's a little blowover. And I think I worked at the office for about a week until at some point we decided, well, maybe we should stay home now. And I think two or three days later, an official lockdown um, was announced. And <laughs> I mean, I was in a temporary apartment, which is basically basically a hotel room with a really small kitchen and the fridge was like a mini fridge, but not a proper fridge, and it wasn't properly cold. So I had no food, all the pasta was sold out, 
everything mm. was hard to get. You had to stand in line for the grocery. I mean, you had time things and everything. So that was really difficult to find food, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, so that was challenging for sure. But um, yeah, it's been it's been interesting. I, I do really appreciate and I'm very, very grateful for my timing because I think I'd much rather be in Berlin during this time where Berlin is so spacious. I have family here. I can also drive to the Netherlands. I'm not reliant on any planes or anything. I can also take the train and it doesn't take me forever. Um, and especially the space in Berlin and the way that we've been handling, it's been pretty clear. I mean, we've been wearing masks for the past two years, but it, it's pretty clear at least. We know what we have to do. Um, so I'm pretty happy to, to be here. I like that, that you weird? say we, no, no, no. I like that you say <laughs> we. So do you consider yourself already more as a a Ber Berlin Berlinian no a Berlin inhabitant <laughs> a or, or, or a German or not German um, I guess I, I, I do mostly say we in the in the pandemic context because the way that the three countries that I follow most closely which is Netherlands Germany and Sweden have handled it is so different I mean in Sweden almost nothing closed down people were still working from the office which I know was hard for some of the expats that I know because for example we have a lot of Brazilians at Klarna and they know what's going on in Brazil so it feels really like a weird dissonance between what they see in their daily life and what they know of their families going through um, but also for me where it's like yeah my parents are in Amsterdam and it's a lockdown everything is closed and but at the same time we've also had some very strict restrictions throughout this But I, I guess I I, uh, I identify more <laughs> with the German <laughs> approach of this. Right. Maybe just because I'm here, I have to, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yes, indeed. And uh, sorry for making a joke uh, of this, but uh, it seems like uh, one of the first obstacles that a new country throws to you is difficulties with getting groceries. <laughs> like you, True. you you mentioned that that you had the same problem in Stockholm and a similar problem but in a different circumstances in Berlin so you, you managed that yeah. quite well <laughs> so that that's funny and uh, I, I would like to uh, make another remark actually a compliment towards you because uh, hearing your story I realized like oh you you managed to change two countries in three years uh, the second change was in the middle of a pandemic and and yeah uh, you, you you managed uh, even with uh, grocery problems Uh, uh, do you feel now, um, after all the dust has settled, that you are like on solid ground now, no more changes? Are you feeling comfortable now, finally? How is it for you? Um, yes, I think so. I mean, I think you also have to in this time where it's like we don't have as much freedom to move as we had before. Um, and I, I guess I just kind of settled in. Um, it, it is a lot easier, like... In Stockholm, I definitely, after a year, I felt very, very restless. I was like, no, this is not the place that I want to be. I mean, I really enjoyed it. It's a beautiful city, and I absolutely do not regret it. I'm very, very happy for that experience. But I also very much realized that that wasn't where I wanted to stay. I'm not sure if Berlin is where I wanted to stay, but I'm happy now. I love my apartment. I love where I am. I think there's still 
a, a lot to discover. Um, I haven't, I mean, I started going to museums, but only this year. And I live in the center of Berlin, so there's a lot around me. And the the history of Berlin and still how visible and how close the history is. I mean, I live very close to a big piece of the Berlin Wall. It just fascinates me every day. And I walk past it almost every day. So <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not done yet here at least so <laughs> you've only just started discovering the, the i've only the just started yeah and i know like because that's also i think that made it easier for me to stay and be okay with this is i know berlin pre-pandemic i know berlin pretty well my sister has been living here on and off for the past at least 15 years at this point um i i already spent more time here so i know what berlin is like in in different times and i know how exciting it is and what you can do. And I am looking forward to that. And I'm finding my way or like trying to find my way to find it in these times. Um, but yeah, I also know how, how cool it can be. So waiting on that. Maybe to finish off uh, this interview, do you have any tips for people that are currently in their career and thinking about maybe moving to a different country, maybe starting career somewhere else uh, should they do it should they not do it what's your advice i would say yes do it because you learn a lot um i would also give the tip to find try and find a company that has a relocation package or at least some kind of support um, i would also definitely say get a job before moving even if they don't have a relocation package in a lot of places where you have to register you kind of get into a chicken and egg loop about getting a contract, getting a bank account, getting an apartment, being able to register. And if you have a contract from an employer, at least all that gets a little bit easier. Otherwise, like you can't find a, an apartment without having proof of income, but then you don't have proof of income because you don't have a job yet, like that sort of stuff. Get your job first. Um, I think especially now, a lot of companies have opened up remote interviewing. So make use of that. And um it's it's easier than you think. I thought it would be very hard. Uh, not the move. The move is challenging. But finding a job was easier than I thought. Um, <laughs> there were a lot of options, luckily. Uh, not everyone got back to me. But you just got to try. And uh, yeah, there will be one of them that fits you. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time to, to talk to us. Thank to you. To explain your, your life story. <laughs> it's a very interesting uh, experience that you've uh, went through and I think we can all learn from it. Thanks. I, did, I, I do not recommend moving countries this short upon each other though. Like a year and a half <laughs> was short. <laughs> Wait a little bit longer. It's tiring. It's a lot of energy. <laughs> Good words to end Th it on. Thanks for the advice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> but do move. <laughs> Good. Thank you, Nuka. Thank you so much. Hello again. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you have any feedback for us, please write us to hello at designawaypodcast.com. We would love to hear your thoughts. Thank you for listening and see you next time. <laughs>